2022 will be an incredible year. With all the goals that we have set for this year, it will take at least five more managers to accomplish everything. So if you are focused and driven and you are the type of person that likes to make a positive difference in people's lives, please give us a call at 724-638-7588 or check us out at youngentrepreneur.biz. And again, the number was 724-638-7588. The website is youngentrepreneur.biz. The Bible is the single most important book that has ever been written. The creator of the universe gave us a playbook on how to live in his universe and the laws that govern it. On this podcast, we will explore what the Bible says on money, success, business, leadership, influence, relationships, and any other area that we discover may help us in business. So join us to discover the amazing wisdom of the Bible and how we can use it to grow our business and to improve our life. Today I want to talk a little bit about something I think is pretty important, and I think that is uh, the original plan for humans, or what the intention of God was that uh, for cre- for creating humans. If we want to look at that, if we want to see what the intention was that God had for human beings, the best place to look for that is in the very beginning. Because I truly believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that God, when He created something, He did not create anything to fail. When he created a tree, he knew that that seed would bear fruit after its kind forever. And he knew that when he created animals, that they would always bear fruit or they would have babies after their kind and so on and so forth. I think that when he created human beings, he knew that he was going to be successful. And not only did he know that they were going to be successful, not only did he know that he created human beings for a special purpose, but he also created humans in a special way. I want to just read really fast about what exactly the Bible does say. So in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and then he created the light, and he created day and night, and he created the firmament, and he created the waters, dry land, seed, and, you know, all of that stuff, the creatures, and everything like that. And then on the sixth day, and it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So I think this is pretty interesting. God is having a conversation with himself as a plurality of being. I don't understand uh, exactly, but it says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fall of the earth, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing. Not only did he create everything that he created to be successful, but it also says that he created man in his own image. In other words, we are I hesitate to use the word God-like, but we are like God in the understanding of our mind. We have been created to have intelligence. We have been created for something more than just being a dumb animal. The goose, if it wants to fly south in the winter, it cannot say, you know what? The south don't look too good this year. No, 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 no. It's flying south 
because it's an, it's an animal and it has instincts and it obeys those instincts. Human beings, we have been created to have the ability to choose the destiny that we want. And I just think it's very significant that God said, let us create man in our own image. God really cares about every single human being. He never created a single human being to be a loser. He created every human being to be something special. I don't really think that we value our own life often enough. I think sometimes we look down on ourselves and we look down on what God made us and we think less of ourselves than what God designed us for. I don't really think that we should be proud, but just realizing the fact that God did not create us to be losers. He knew that when he created us, that we had the ability to be successful. In the very creation, when he created a fish, he knew that it would swim and it swam. When he created every living creature that he created, he knew that those living creatures would be successful. And in the same way that he knew that those creatures were going to be successful, he knew that human beings were also able to be successful, given the choice to do so. And he has given humans a choice to do something important with their life. Now, I want to read the next verse after that one. And it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We are godlike in, in a sense that we have the ability to subdue the earth, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and which is the fruit of a tree, yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. So God created human beings. He basically created everything for human beings. Um, so I think it's pretty significant if we look at it and we say, you know what? What is the purpose that God created it? Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. No, 28. And God said, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over a fish of the sea. First, he says, be fruitful. The very first commandment that God gives to human beings is be fruitful. Now, if we look at the word fruitful, it doesn't just mean, let's go have a whole bunch of children. If we think of, let's say, an apple tree, for example, and if somebody says a fruitful apple tree, what do we think? So the definition of fruitful is as abundantly productive conducive to an abundant yielding or producing fruit. What I like is abundantly productive, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. I think that's very interesting. First, he says, be fruitful. In other words, we need to be abundantly productive. Abundantly productive. God did not create a single human being that he did not give the choice to become abundantly productive. Second, it says, and multiply. Multiply. And what are we supposed to multiply? And it says, and replenish the earth. God did not say, have children, have children, and have children. No, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. All right, first it says, be fruitful. Then the second says, multiply. What are we supposed to multiply? I am not sure about you, but I believe in my heart that when Jesus talked about in the New Testament, he said, do unto others, you would have others do unto you. In other words, I think the things that we're supposed to multiply is love and compassion and mercy and caring. And, you know, there's so many things that we can multiply. Whenever we have been given a talent, whenever we've been given a gift, whenever we've been given something, then there comes an intrinsic responsibility with what God has given us. And I think it is our responsibility to take what God has given us to multiply those things. When we have been given a talent, 
We take that talent and we multiply it. When God has given us a business, we take that business, we multiply the growth. When God has given us the ability to serve, we multiply the ability. We multiply the ability to serve and we use that. We multiply that. And if you look at the most powerful force in the universe is the power of of multiplication. And that's according to my opinion. It all started off with however many grass, seeds, and whatever God created. And God also told those things, says to continue to bear fruit after its kind, and it will do so as long as it can. I think that human beings, we were also created to multiply. We were created to multiply love and compassion and so many things, but just such an amazing concept that I love to to talk about and to think about. Um, and then it says, and replenish the earth and, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, God created earth with a spoken word. He created the universe and he spoke it into existence. And then he said, let us make man in our own image. We have been given such a tremendous power, such a tremendous ability to speak things into existence. And not in the same way necessarily as God. But when we truly in our mind's eye, when we can see it, when we can believe it and we speak it into existence, we can create such an amazing things. A lot of people talk about this. I think that we have so not even tapped into the potential that God has given to us. And Jesus said in the New Testament, it says, he has faith like a grain of mustard seed shall say into this mountain, be thou cast into sea and it would be so. And I think that when we truly believe in our heart that God has made us for something special, that God has created us in his own limb image and in his own likeness. We have been given the ability to move mountains. We have been given the ability to accomplish so many things. We have been given such a responsibility and such an amazing opportunity to go out and change the world. So with that, let's go change the world. Let's go make something. Let's go multiply. Let's be fruitful. Let's multiply and do what we were created to do. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us. If you have suggestions or comments or would like to have more information, visit jacobdlee.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.